Hello and welcome to a podcast brought to you by The Religion of Aston Villa. We're a social media account on Twitter and Facebook that wants to get our voices out there and heard, so please join us. Hello guys and welcome to another episode. The transfer market is officially closed. All the business is done in and out. Um, obviously deadline day was a bit of a, a letdown from, from our standpoint because obviously there was a lot more outgoings than ingoings. Um, so yeah, so let's just discuss basically, you know, the transfer from, you know, the 1st of Jan to the end. Talk about everybody that's coming in, going out, anything that's really happened on a transfer like... Uh, like contract site extension, things like that. So we're just going to cover all bases um, and then we'll just go from there, ready for the Leeds preview, which we'll discuss at the end. So as always, I'm joined by Callum. So jumping straight into it, um, the first major, we'll, we'll do all the ins and then we'll do the outs after that and a couple of other topics. So, so the first in was obviously Philip Coutinho. Obviously, Every Villa fan was bouncing off the walls when this happened. Um, but yeah, just you know, just just a brief summary of what you think. And out of ten, how do you rate that for a signing? I mean, for a signing wise, and to you know have that kind of name of that caliber of player in your team is going to be a massive boost for us. And we've already seen that in the in the games that he's played in. Uh, it was good to get it done early, and I think we've done all of our. You know, proper business early in in the window, leaving like you said a pretty dim uh, deadline day with loads of speculation around, but nothing happening. Um, but the Coutinho one, um, hopefully he'll flourish for the rest of the season. It's a good um, option to buy at the end of it at thirty three million, I think. Um, it was interesting to see if we'd change tactics to go and play a 10 or he'd be stuck out wide. Um, it might become a bit of a headache when everyone's back fit and off AFCON and stuff like that. So uh, I'll give the transfer uh, a nine. Yeah, like you say, when it was announced, uh, as I said in the intro, everyone was bouncing. Um, it's a huge one. It's probably the biggest signing we've made under the new regime and you know, for the for the stature of his name in the game. Um, like I say, the, the only thing that obviously lets it down from being a 10 out of 10, whether it's a loan, obviously there is an option, um, but which is good from our standpoint that, you know, we can see what he can do and if he's worth signing on a permanent, um, you know, without being mugged, you know, signing somebody who's going to be on mega wages and then turn out, I'm not saying he's going to, you know, be, be a poor signing, but, just coverage, cover, you know, a bit of an insurance policy. So I'll give him a nine for that. But yeah, like you said, the, the game that he's played, he has looked very, very good. I think the Everton game was a bit of a, a bit of a blip for him, but that was because I think it was more a physical game. Um, the next signing was Luca Dean, um, coming from Everton, um, Pretty much, what, about a week after Coutinho uh, signed? And it was, what, about 24, 25 million, something around that. Um, so, yeah, just what you think on Luca Dean and, again, out of 10, what you give it? A position we definitely needed. You know, we've said left-back has been a, a problem for us for a number of years. You can, you know, go back as far as, you know, Neil Taylor, say, um, you know, he was playing for us near enough week in, week out, and we said he wasn't good enough then, and, you know, still with us for a few more seasons and brought in Matt Target, which was an improvement at the time. And then um, we'll come back on to him a bit later on, but it was a step in the right direction. We always needed another left-back to come in to, um, you know, help with uh, competition for places and things like that. Um, so on the, you know, where we needed to sign, it was definitely like a 10 out of 10 kind of um rating and for the player at the moment again 
you know, he's not put a foot wrong in the games that he's played. Uh, 28 years of age, probably in his peak, at a decent price of around £20 million from probably a rival um, in the Premier League. So I think it was good business and um, he will definitely kick on and get better and better uh, for sure. So uh, I'm, I'm surprised I'm going to give Luca Dean more of a, of a score than Coutinho. Um, I'll give it a nine, um, which is the same as Coutinho. Um, he is a massive improvement. I was shocked they let him go. And I've said this when we talked about Luca Dean was, I, if I was Everton, I would have let Rafa go before Dean. Obviously, it worked out the other way around, um, thankfully for us. But yeah, he's a, he's a very good, he's a top six left back. No doubt about it. And we're lucky to have him. And like you said, he's in his peak. So, um, yeah, give it a nine. I think that's a very, very good signing uh, for the Villa boys. Next up is a youngster in Kerr Smith, um, roughly about a million pounds, something like that, um, from Dundee. This come a few days after Luca Dean. Um, it, I'm not going to sit and say I know much about him, but there was, by all accounts, quite a few Premier League clubs after him. So, yeah, what do you think? It's definitely one for the future. And um, I think we've said on previous podcasts that, um, you know, our defence over the next few years is going to be fantastic. You know, with Keir Smith, Josh Feeney, um, Bodegaard and Gil, uh, Gil Sfinkles, um, you know, that's four centre-backs for the future to take forward, you know, uh, 15 years, really. Yeah. Um, you know, massively rated in uh, Scotland with Dundee. Uh, had quite a few minutes up there to say 17. Um, managed uh, about, I think it was about 300 minutes this season so far. 12 appearances. He's with the under-19s for Scotland, so he's playing to age groups higher than what he should be. Uh, the potential's there, and, you know, we, we like to get in the the players, these young players pretty quick before they're snapped up by anybody else. And like you said, there was a, a lot of clubs interested in him and, you know, we hope that he can um, can keep growing and can keep the potential in the club and uh, become a world-class centre-back for, for Aston Villa. Um, as you said that... We've kind of secured that position, that centre half position between who we've got in the academy. If they all come to fruition uh, and live up to their potential for a very long time, which is great news. Um, but again, I'm not going to sit on there much about him. But he has played first team football at a young age, um, as in senior football. So I'm going to give that one a seven out of ten. Um, and it literally just comes down to I don't watch that much Scottish football, but from what I've seen. And yes, we all love a YouTube clip. Uh, he looks like he's going to be a handful, hopefully, in a few years. Um, the next income, um, incoming player, was Robert Olsen. He was obviously at Sheffield United, got uh, sent back to Roma, and we have took him on loan. Um, obviously, he's going to play second fiddle to Martinez. You know, but he, he probably won't get any minutes, because I'm sure me and you spoke about that. Um, so, yeah, Robert Olsen, what do you think? Uh, for me, a player that I didn't understand the reason behind. Um, obviously, I mean, you ha will have to say that he is an improvement on Jed Steer. If you put biased uh, aside, um, you know he's he's a is it Swedish international? Yep. Um, so yeah, um, you know now coming to, to terms with that Jed Steer's gone out on loan. I think that was always going to be the case. You have two number ones, kind of, well, you know, I say number one loosely for Robert Olsen, um, trying to trying to get into that, to that keeper role. And, you know, if Martinez picks up yellow cards, which he has been doing this season, um, but there's, there's a possibility that um, Olsen is needed. And are you possibly going to want him... More than uh, Jed Steer, quite possibly. Um, I suppose you know he didn't have the best of um, times at was it Sheffield United or was That's it right. Sheffield United? Yeah, um, but I think it's um, 
they're just waiting to get the quality in um, and better quality than what they've got at the moment. And you'll probably say that's probably fair with what we had, even though I think it's a bit of a waste, um, you know, waste on wages and, you know, you could have had steering just for this season and then, you know, in the nicest of terms, you know, take him off the books. So, um, it was a, a mess signing. I'll give it a five. Yeah, I'm the same as you. I was kind of like, I don't to the point in taking a loan. I mean, I know Gerard Teddy wants two quality players in each position, um, which will make me talk about Target later on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if he thinks that Olsen's better than Steer, then so be it. But I, I think it's a bit of a waste of a loan. Um, if it's not good enough for Sheffield United, then, you know, without being too big-headed, it shouldn't be good enough for Aston Villa. Um, so I'm going to give it a four. Um, it just seems a bit of a random signing. Like I said, unless he's a big personality and, you know, he's going to come in and sum up for the dressing room, which I don't, you know, like Pepe Reina kind of was, unless it's something like that, then I don't kind of understand why you'd loan him. Like I said, I think there's far more important positions we should have signed, even if it was a loan, than a number two keeper. Um, and the last in signing was a bit of a shock and we haven't spoke about um, was Callum Chambers coming in on a free transfer. I think it was three and a half year deal um, from Arsenal. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was a bit of a surprise come out late at night. But, yeah, what do you think on that one? Out of the blue, and I think it's a very underrated uh, transfer. A lot of people aren't getting behind it, I think, because, you know, of the name. And it's not a glamorous name or, you know, someone who's lit the Premier League up. Um, yeah, I just think it's a very underrated sign uh, by our fans. You know, they're not they're not seeing the bigger picture. But you know, he's had a number of uh, Premier League appearances. He's been in Europe and Champions League. Um, the only problem I have is if he can stay fit because we well, his record of injuries doesn't look too great. Um, but you know, he, again, he's in a good age. Uh, it's a right-sided centre-back who has experience playing right-back and at holding midfield. Um, so a bit of a Swiss Army knife kind of player. Um, but I think he's going to be there for the backup and also for uh, the squad rotation. And it was definitely a place that we needed. So if you're going off uh, what we needed to come in, you're probably looking at a 10. Quality of the player, probably a 7. And for the value for money is probably a ten as well. So I'll I'll even it out and give it an eight. Um, when I first saw it, I was a bit shocked. Um, but a couple of reasons why I understand it. Looking at the bigger picture, one, it was a free transfer. Two, he's English. Three, he knows the league. Four, is he plays for England. Five, he's played European football. And number six, which I don't think a lot of fans like, but now it kind of makes a little bit more sense now the window's closed. He's for Fulham, he played defensive midfield. Now, I'm not going to sit and say that he should be playing that for us. Absolutely not. But like you said, he he, he, he can play anywhere, really, in the back, um, which is something good. You know, he can play centre-half. He can play right-back, um, which obviously Kessler going to unlearn, which we'll talk about. So he covers that. And he can play defensive midfield. And I'm sure he was in the team of the season when he played for Fulham in the championship at defensive midfield. So he kind of covers a lot of positions. Is he better than Twan Yes. So, all in all, that is an improvement. So, yeah, I'll, I'll give it an eight. I think it's, like you said, a very underrated um, signing. And it's a bit of good... Uh, when you look at Dan Burns going to Newcastle for, what, 10 to 15 million and we sign Chambers for a free, it kind of puts in perspective the difference. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. And I think it isn't... I, I mean, I know Dan Burns is... What um, six foot six, um, but and he's ex blues as well. I think. I think he is. Yeah. So yeah, we wouldn't want that. Um. So overall, from all the ins that we've got, what do you give it out of ten? And is there any positions or names that you want to add to the list that you wished we'd signed? I think, um, for where we needed and for the quality that's been brought in. Uh, I think I'll give it a seven, um, but there are still places that we should have moved quicker on and still need um, in the likes of missing out on um, 
oh, that Juventus midfielder, I can't remember his name now. Uh, Bentekiel. Yeah, that's the one. And then, you know, with him, you know, going to Spurs in the end, it was like, oh, well, let's go and get... Um, Basuma. No, the... Um, Oh, what's his name? Zachariah. You know, oh, a, play, yeah. a player that I have banged on for all month to go and get, and he went to Juventus. So, um, two players missed out on. Uh, Basuma was always going to be one that we revisit in the summer, I think, with the uh, asking price that Brighton are trying to get. Um, I think forward line, we will be okay when everyone's come back. Um, odd with some of the loans out leaving us light in some places in the positions. Um, but there, it could have been a lot better. And I know, I know a lot of Villa fans will be like, oh, well, it was rubbish because nothing happened on deadline day. You don't have to do your business on deadline day. We got our business done early. Um, it was only to see players going out on deadline day. Um, so it, it's, it's a good window, but at the same time, it's a little bit disappointing. Um. Yeah, I mean, you touched on it quite a bit there and that we've missed out, our, in my opinion, defensive midfielder was urgently needed um, and we've missed out, what, four windows now? We've been desperate for one. And the annoying thing is, is when you look at the, the squad now, so from the start of January to the end of January, the keeper position is stronger because we've signed an international. So that's that's stronger. Right back, okay, we can argue that it is stronger in essence that... We've gone from nobody to Chambers been able to cover. So it's stronger. Left back, we've swapped target for Dean. So it's stronger. Oh. Centre mid, uh, centre back, I'd say stronger again. Twan Zabi versus Chambers. Chambers is better. And obviously, Kerr Smith coming in. You look at the defensive midfielder, shocking. Nothing. Centre midfielder, exactly the same. Number 10s, Coutinho's coming. It's stronger. Uh, wingers, I'd probably say it's gotten weaker in the fact that we've lost two of our seniors um, in Trezeguet and Al Ghazi. Well, Trezeguet's um, not gone yet. No, not as well. They didn't. They said the Turkish window closed about the seventh of Feb, so we'll probably see him go in the next couple of days because the club's pretty much said he's joining up with them soon. So if the club's tweeting it. Surely it's not just some random journal. And then obviously the strikers are the same. So. We've done really good work, but when you look at it, we've actually spent more money on fullbacks than midfielders. When you look at Cash, you look at Dean, you look at Target, you look at, um, and then you look at the midfield. Ramsey, who was an academy player, McGinn, who was what three million, and and then Louise was what eighteen million. Do you know what I mean? Like pretty much, if you put in Louise and McGinn together, we've actually spent more on Luca Dean alone than two of our starting midfielders. So it kind of shows you where we are lacking. And it's mental to think that we've got one of the world's greatest ever centre midfielders and we're struggling to get midfielders. It's it's random. So for me, the windows are seven. Um, I have put that out on uh, Twitter and I've been blasted as we speak. Um, and I'll, the reason being... Just touching on the the, the th three drop points is defensive midfielder sending target to somebody who we should not be strengthening because if they stay up, they will be in the same market as, as us. Unless we make top eight, top six, Newcastle will be in the same market as us because they can throw money at it. That's that's two points. And then obviously the, um, the, the third point is, is just kind of the lack of... Like we've gone a bit threadbare. We've got five places available. Um, that be due to loans going out, um, and we've not strengthened somewhere. I mean, even if we took a a, a punt, because I saw that Ralph Ragnick was saying, um, Lingard could go out on loan this window. I don't understand why we didn't make a move because if we're going to lose um Al Ghazi and Trezeguet, I can't understand that Gerard doesn't play with traditional wingers, but he can still play anywhere across the front front three. Now, if we lose Coutinho through an injury or Buendia, we're kind of looking at Chukamaka. Now, that's not a problem, but we're kind of short there. Okay, we've got Bailey coming back. We've got Traore coming back. But I'm not so sure they're Gerard players um, because I think if Gerard was here in the summer, I don't think Bailey would have signed, in my humble opinion. So, for me, it's it's a seven. Anything you want to add before we move to the outs? Uh, 
Um, no, no. Um, no. I think yeah, midfield is definitely somewhere that you would say that we are weak in. Um, when you've only got like uh, five, six, um, you know, actual centre midfielders, and you know, two of them are loan, uh, two of them are youngsters in Jacob Ramsey and Chukwu Maker, and then you've got one of them that's injured. So you're looking at Louise McGinn, Samson, as you know, three actual centre midfielders. Then you've got Ramsey, who's been having a blinder of the season so far. Um, you've got Young, who could possibly play there, but that's square pegs round holes. Um, I think if you had everyone fit in the forward line, being Bailey, Buendia, uh, Traore, Coutinho, Ings and Watkins, I think that's fantastic. I think that that's settled. That's that's good, that. Um, oh, yeah, I agree. And then, you know, we have a solid back four and a goalkeeper, and it's just now getting the uh, the squad depth there. But midfield, it need. I, I mean, we say it needs an overhaul, but the problem with that is, if you bring in a big name player, you're either going to disrupt the youth players coming through, or you're going to have unhappy players due to uh, rotation and people and things like that. So, you know, it's 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 all you've got to get uh, a balance. You've yeah, and it's balance. just all speculation. And um, yeah, um, if there's only if there's going to be one man that, that gets it right, it'll be Steven Gerrard. Going on to the outgoing, which is there's quite a few, so we will um, breeze some of these because some of them are the youngsters. Um, so starting off, uh, Keenan Davis. Um, yeah, well, I mean, what do you think? Because obviously he's gone to Forest. I think it was a move that was needed just to see what he can do when he's actually doing really well um, at the moment. So, yeah, what do you give it out of 10? As in, one, we shouldn't have let him go. 10 to be in, thank God he's off the books. Um, and the likelihood of them returning. Um, I'd probably give it 11, to be honest, if I had to, or if I could. <laughs> um, it was a move the player needed. Um, you know, when you've got the likes of Cameron Archer, Louis Barry and Brad Young nipping at the heels at a player who's been at the club for a long time. Um, you know, I constantly get reports from, from friends who are Nottingham Forest season ticket holders saying how good he's been. You know, he's had two goals in four games for them. And, you, and, you know, I, I seen something on Twitter the other day being like, oh, Keenan Davis, two goals in four, but only three goals in 78 for Villa or whatever it is. Yeah, I saw that. The thing is, though, that those have been brief, you know, minutes yeah, on the pitch for Villa. Yeah. Um, yes, his goals aren't there, but I think if you take him, you know, the goals away, he's actually, he can be a good player. I remember, you know, him bullying was it like man city defenders around with his you know his strength and, and things like that so you know his all round um, game is pretty good it's just that he needs to find the back of the net and it was something that he needed to do you know it's a local team some a, a team now pushing on playoff position um a championship where he he's known um or he's been before so it, it, it was a, i think a, a perfect move for the player uh, and and for both clubs, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I'll give it a 10. It was definitely needed, um, either for shop window um, or confidence. It will be interesting to see what happens if he carries on this scoring streak. If he goes away with like 15 goals, it'll be very interesting to what we do um, and whether we cash in or we'll let him go. Um, but yeah, I, I, like you said, I'll give it a 10. It was definitely needed. Um, next up was Wesley. Gone on loan to Internacional in Brazil. Um, what do you think? Do you think he will come back? And what do you give it out of 10 for letting him go? Um, I think this just shows the downgrade or, you know, the um, decline of Wesley. You know, if he didn't, if he wasn't able to make it at his previous club, Club Bruges, you know, who was playing in Champions League and not the best of leagues in Belgium, they had to go back to Brazil to show his worth. It's a player that I don't think we need back at the club. You know, it, it overpriced. You know, when you look back at it, and um, you know, he, career shot by injury. But um, a player that we now need to get off the books 
for it and get as much money back as we can, I think. Yeah, part of the Belgium failure. Um, 10 for getting rid. No, I won't play him again. Um, Caleb Chukwameka, um gone out to Livingston. I'm not going to sit and say I know much about him. Obviously, I know with his brother, obviously. Um, but yeah, what do you think? And do you think he's got a way back in? Um, I don't know. It's a funny one, really, because he's at the same age as uh, Cameron Archer, uh, a player who can play as the, the lead striker or on the left-hand side. Um, I, I haven't seen too much of him. Uh, obviously, he had a decent record at Northampton, but that's in League Two. He started off at Livingston. Okay. Um, you know, it's going to be an interesting one to see. Um, there's a possibility that he only came in anyway to to help his brother out, trying to stay. So there is that. Um, do I think he's got a future at Villa? No, at this current time. But I suppose anything can happen. You know, with like Cameron Archer, for example, if he didn't score that hat trick in, uh, or you know, if he didn't impress in the summer, then he wouldn't have been in the first team, and he wouldn't have got a hat trick against Barrow. They wouldn't have scored against Chelsea and et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. anything can happen in football. So um, just hope that he gets minutes and um, he get, he goes and uh, improves. Yeah, I gave it a five. Um, I just think it's a bit of a, a strange one. Like I, said, I think he was signed more of a tactic to get his brother to stay. I could be wrong. I'm not trying to say that he's working off his brother's rep. Um, but I think there was a lot of that involved as in, you know, family and that But yeah, five. I can't really say I know much about him, so good luck to him. Um, next up is El Ghazi to Everton on loan um, out of 10. And do you think there's a way back? Um, it's an interesting one, really, because, you know, we said earlier about letting players go to, to rivals and, and Everton would be classed as a rival, I think. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to get played much due to the managerial, managerial change. Yeah, at Goodison, um, but he's there, so they might as well use him. Uh, has he got a way back? Uh, if he's been loaned out, I don't see why he would have a, lo- a way back unless he had an incredible six months, you know, with Everton or you know however long it will be. Um, but I think we're going to con- continue to to move forward, and um, I think it's a, a player that we have said that if there is anywhere to improve, then it would be, you know, his position. And um, I think there will there won't be a way back for him. I think uh, the loan is to in, to get people to interested, and then I think he'll be gone in the summer, unfortunately. But um, you know, part of the process, and it, it's something that we're going to have to do. So uh, I think we're going to have to get used to it. And um, yeah, it's just uh, well, like I said, I don't know if he'll get used or not now. So we'll have to see about that one. Um. I gave it a four out of ten in the fact that I want him to be sold more than loaned, and I want to. I don't like you said he, it's going to a rival now. He's only got to pick up, you know, a point, you know, and uh, make one loss into a draw or a draw into a win, and then it's hurting Villa. Do you know what I mean? In the essence, that name in and around our competition. So I'd rather him not have gone. However, if it was a backhanded handshake to Gerin Luca Dean, then it's a ten out of ten. To get rid, um, do I think there's a way of him to come back? No, I think we're above his level. Um, but yeah, I, I just yeah, good luck to him. He's done. He served his purpose for what we've needed, but we move on. Uh, the next one is uh, Fulham Badace to Stoke City on loan. Um, part bit of a, an excitement behind him to see what he can do. So what do you think on that? Is there a way for him to break in the first team and uh, out of 10 for letting go? Uh, I think definitely there's a way into the first team. Uh, he's had quite a few appearances for, for Villa. Um, yes, the, you know, the. I think it, it's definitely something that he needed. He needs to develop his game, get used to men's football. Um, you know, five appearances for Villa since... March last season to since he went out on loan, uh, ripped it up with the under twenty threes uh, and all, all the other um, youth um, squads. He's got into the England under twenties team, uh, so you know obviously they see something good in him. 
Uh, and Stoke fans are raving about him already. You know, he's had three games with them. Uh, he's not actually scored yet, but I think he's actually hit the post in two games or had one off the line or something like that. So, you know, he's creating chances. I don't think he's had much uh, playing time for minutes-wise, but 100% he's got a way into the first team. Uh, you know, he, he could play on either side. I think he prefers the left, uh, though, you know, a, a young talent, a 19-year-old English uh, player, definitely would be good in the books uh, and we always like a you know one of our own and um, I would like him to see see him in the first team definitely going forward might need another loan after this but you know we've seen the likes of uh, Jacob Ramsey and Chuck Wamekis, um show us that you know they don't need loans um, and they can come straight into the first team and Jaden's already been in the first team and you know he's been in that environment for a while but this Stoke move will be good for him to develop his game um, and, like I said, get used to men's football and hopefully he can come back in the summer a better player and he can kick on better and better in the first team. You know, he can start putting some, you know, numbers to his name uh, in goals and assists in, in, in the Premier League. So, yeah, I think this is a, a good move for, for all parties involved again. Yeah, exactly. Like you say, first in football championship, one of the roughest leagues, dirtiest leagues and hardest leagues. And he's going to be playing first in football. Nothing wrong with that. Um, I think he will definitely be in and around the first team next season um, if he plays his cards right. So good luck to him. Um, and I'd say 10. Yes, it was the right decision to loan him out. And yes, I think he'll be back in the first team as well. Um Next up, similar story, Cameron Archer going on loan to Preston North End. Um, I was quite, well, I'll say I'm quite surprised that he was able to get a championship move. Um, you know, we've not seen a lot of Cameron Archer. And when, it, when we have, it's been, you know, obviously very good with uh, four goals in five for, for Villa since August last year for the first team. Um, you know, and those goals coming in the, in the Carabao Cup. Uh, but when he has played, he's looked very good. Uh, to say that he was at Solihull Moors, you know, two seasons ago in the National League is, is, is you know, you, you wouldn't think that'd be true, really. Uh, and, you know, Preston, he scored in his debut. Preston fans seem to absolutely adore him. Um, he, hopefully, he'll get some more goals to his name uh, in the Championship. And like you just said, you know, a very tough um, division, uh, tough league to, to you know to to operate in, and uh, if Preston get it right, and um, uh, you know they are a mid-table team right now, so I think he's joined a good team in Preston. He's already gained his first start for the club, so you know he, he's getting the manager and the staff's trust over there, and um, I think. The longer he's there, you know, you'll start to click more with the players there. And uh, again, there's another player who needs it, probably, you know, get used to men's football again at a higher level this time compared to the National League. And, um, you know, I think he'll give more than, you know, he'll give what he can get. Um, you know, if he get, gets a shoulder barge here, he'll give it back. And, uh, and you know, hopefully his goal, goal scoring record continues because, you know, he's a, he's a great player kind of uh, I suppose it'd be a poacher kind of kind of thing and um, like I said great for him great for Preston because they need a striker the fans love him um, and you know you know when the fans take you know a lone player very seriously very quickly like um, Kessler Hayden with Swindon you know that it, they're, you know they're going to be a good player so um, yeah good for all parties again yeah, exactly. It's exactly the same as the the as Bedance. Um, it's just you know get some improvements, see how he does, and then I think he'll be in and around. So ten for letting him go, and yes, I think he'll be in and around. I think he'll probably might be our third choice striker next season. Um, because I think Traore might be that this season. Um, and maybe Bailey. Um, if we're stuck between Ings and Watkins getting injured. Um, and as the guy you touched on, Kane Kessler. Uh, going out on loan as well to MK Dons. Um, what do you think? It was the same story. <laughs> um, you know, a player who's shown fantastic growth in the last few years. Um, you know, he he was looking bright in the in the under twenty threes. 
Um, wasn't he the captain as well? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, got leadership about him. Um, he went on loan to Swindon, League Two, mid-table, um, you know, and then played that against Man City and then got a call the next day being like, oh, you're coming back to Villa. Um, obviously, that was to not keep him around the first team as, it, as he's now gone out on loan again. Uh, but now he's gone to a promotion, you know, pushing MK Dons in League One. So he's gone up a level and gone from a mid-table team to a, to a you know, top uh, team pushing for playoffs and, you know, promotion. So, you know, it will do him the world of good. Um, definitely a right back. He'd probably put behind Gilbert. I'd probably a lot of fans would put him ahead of Gilbert, but that's my opinion. Um, you know, if Gilbert comes back in the summer, you could probably see him getting sold and having uh, Hayden as second choice. It might be a bit too early for him to be second choice, but if he can breach the boundary, you know, breach the the gap to the prep for the Premier League, then I don't see why not. Um, he, I reckon he'll be a good enough player, and he's for me, he's definitely got a um, a future at Aston Villa, and I would love it for him to be our you know, a long-term right-back going forward. And he's basically a B-Tech Matty Cash anyway. So, um, yeah, uh, good for all parties again. And, um, you know, it's going to further his career massively. Yeah, I gave it a seven. Um, and the fact is that we're short at right-back. I know Chambers can play there, but I kind of like to have that, you know, just a traditional player in every role. Um, and like you said, he's similar to Cash. I think you could have learned off him and... Maybe had a few minutes here and there because Cashy loves a challenge and picks up a few yellows. So, you know, that right back will probably need filling at some point this season. Um, but if it's going to further his career, like you said, he's going to get minutes, he's going to be playing week in, week out, then it makes perfect sense. Um, and yes, I think he'll be, like you said, I think I, I think Gilbert will be sold. Not that I've got anything against him. I've got no problem with him coming in as number two. But I just, for some reason, it's just not worked at all um, since his arrival. Um, so, yeah, I think Kessler is going to be the future right back or number two, at least behind Cash. Uh, final three uh, outgoings. Um, next one is Louis Barry going to Swindon. Um, and I just spoke about them. We can Kessler going there earlier this season, um, going out on loan. So would you give it out of 10? And do you think there's a way for him to break into the first team? Uh, Swindon have already got like a sort of affiliation with us. You know, they loved... Kane Kessler was so uh, devastated when he got recalled. But now they've got Louis Barry. So, um, you know, he's had to drop down a division, unfortunately. Uh, you know, didn't get enough playing time at Ipswich, so he's had to drop down to Swindon. Um, hopefully he can push on there. Would like to see him in the first team, definitely. Um, you know, after seeing the glimpse of him against Liverpool, um, you know, he, he's a goal scorer. And uh, in tough situation well not tough situations but you know pressured situations he can be called upon so um would like to see him back in the villa squad this is going to help might need another loan after this but we will have to see um yeah i think that as well Lou Barry, I, I, it's a ted he needs a move i think the Ipswich one might have knocked his confidence possibly um but yeah he needs to go out there get some you know start being a goal scoring machine like we all think he's going to be prove his worth, come back and then challenge Archer for that third position um, for a striker next season. Um, it's going to be interesting who's going to win that battle because I think there's only space for one. Um, and it's going to be really interesting to see Barry versus Archer, who's going to get that position. Um, and the final two, and obviously these are both senior players, so we'll start with probably the less shocking one, which is Jed Steer going to Luton on loan. Um, what do you think? Do you think there's a way back? Uh, no, I think this is it for Jed Steer. Um, I think it's a loan out just to, you know, um, get get him minutes so he's not, you know, wasted on the bench. Or now that Olsen's here, wasting at home. Uh, I think he's done a fantastic job with the youth goalkeepers coming through. Uh, you know, you hear good things about, you know, giving them tips and, Working them extra hard in training and on you know the um, the match day training uh, before kick off, uh, but he's joined a, a, a team that you know you, you may think are an underdogs for the, the playoffs. Um, he's needed game minutes for a long, long time. 
So, um, you know, yeah, it's it's good for him. You know, he, he should be able to play in week in, week out in that Luton team. Uh, he will go um, if he's not released by the end of this season. Um, you know, it's we we have good memories of Jed Steer. He's been here a long, long time. Uh, it's you know frightening to think how long he's actually been here without well, I'm playing. Not him. Yeah, you know, without playing so many minutes. So, um, you know, we'll all thank him for, you know, the, probably the game against Sheffield Wednesday away and uh, West Brom in the the playoff semi final, second leg. Um, and as long, I suppose, as I suppose as long as he stays away from Mason Holgate, you know, <laughs> everything will be all dandy. So, no, um, he probably needed the move. So he wouldn't freeze up really, and um, I, I suppose I, I, well, I would assume Luton are paying some of the wage, so that that helps us a little bit as well. Yeah, I mean it's a ten for needing to go in the aspect that we signed Olsen. But if someone said to me we're going to get rid of we're going to loan next year to bring a loan in of a keeper, I'd be like, what's the point? You know, it kind of doesn't make much sense. I'm going to assume Olsen's going to be on more money than Steer. Um, just for the fact he's coming from Roma and he's an international. So it doesn't really make much sense. Um, but, you know, trust the process, as everyone keeps saying. Um, and like I say, he has been a long time since Lambert. I remember there was, I think it went to court um, or like an arboration over it because he, I'm sure he was a youngster and um, Lambert saw him as his future number one for Villa and so on. And everyone was like, oh, Jed, we've got Jed Steer, you know, he's going to be a future Villa number one, blah, blah, blah. And obviously it just never materialised. But good luck to him. Um, hopefully he gets a move that he rightly deserves to be a number one somewhere. And last but not least, um, which I thought was a bit of a strange one, was Matt Target gone on loan to Newcastle. So likelihood of coming back and out of 10 for letting him go. Uh, the strangest of loan moves... Um... You know when, when the rumors were flying around this morning about um, him, you know, going off to Newcastle. I was like, well, that's a bit strange. Or is it just Newcastle being like, oh, we're going to buy everyone because uh, we're like playing FM. Um, I also think they're doing it because of the amount of foreign players they're bringing in. You know, they're they're going to have to bring in some English players and you know things like that. Um, it's just. And, 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 you know, the interviews that he's done, uh, you know, the posts he's put around, I know it's, you know, you've got to do some, something like that. Um, yeah. But he, he just seems like he's, he, he just seems like he's at home now. You know, he's treating it like it's a big move. It's um, where he's going to be for the rest of his career. Um, I suppose he wouldn't have liked the fact that, you know, Luca Dean had came in because he would have been quite comfortable you know, at Villa before that, um, even with his, you know, I wouldn't say bad performances, but, you know, not up to the standard we know that Matt Target can play. But um, can I see a way back? Uh, is there an option to buy in that? No. You, no? Okay. A um, lot of speculation about that um, on Twitter. Um, if if Newcastle don't buy him in the summer, then it's a stupid loan. And if Newcastle do buy him in the summer, then fair enough. Um, I'm going to rant a little bit about this one. Um, and the reason being is, Gerard said that he wanted two quality players in each position. Letting Target go makes no sense in the fact that, OK, we've got Ashley Young, fine. I'll accept that if we sell him Target. But to loan him to... A competitive team that's going to be in the same sort of transfer market bracket we are next season makes no sense. We kind of need them to be relegated at all costs because we can't afford for Newcastle to stay up because they can rival us. Like the whole Basuma talk and everyone else, Newcastle will be able to afford those players. Let's not be around the bush. They will be able to. And depending what motivates a player, whether it's money or trophies, Newcastle probably going to compete on both fronts with how they're going to spend. So we could really have done with not selling him to... I mean, if there was, like you said, if there was a huge upfront fee and then there was a mandatory... If Newcastle stay up, you have to pay £25 million 
to Villa for target. Fine, I get it. It works on both fronts. But for the fact that there is none, which has been confirmed by the Athletic and Sky now, that there is no uh, option, not even an option to sign him, makes zero sense to improve somebody who is going to be competing with you next season. Now, unless that is going to go there and be Agent Matt and just score a load of own goals, to me, it's a one out of ten stupid mistake to let him go. And if Target pushed for it and he's gone, look, I want to be number one. I don't want to fight for my place. I want to be playing week in, week out. Then it's tough, unfortunately. It's on a new deal in May, I believe. So we've got the right over here. I'm not trying to say we should have, like, you know, been a dickhead to him. But we should have gone, OK, fine. But you're going out to the league or you're going to somebody like a Burnley where we can arguably help cement them um, a position in the Premier League and send Newcastle down, which would have worked better in our favour than improving them. So for me, I think that was an abysmal piece of business from our point, from our end. Um, overall, uh, out of 10, how do you give the loan, uh, the loans, well, there was all loans, I suppose. <laughs> uh, all the players that have gone over January, out of 10, are you happy with everyone that's gone? Or one yeah. in, we shouldn't have got rid of any of them. I mean, where, where do you sit on that? I mean, there's obviously, I think there's only one that you can really complain about. Yeah. Um, and then the rest are fine. Um, and you'll probably, you'd probably guess that they, they would go out on loan. You're like, you know, the, the, all the youth players. Yeah. So, um, but with that one player, you know, being obviously Matt Target and how, or where he's gone and, you know, the circumstances under it, um, I'll have to give outgoings a, a seven. I'll give it an eight, better than incomings, um, because we've got, like, a lot of the kids are going to go out and get game time. Like you say, it's just, that one annoyed me because he was, what, our players player of the season last year, and we can't even manage to scam Newcastle of a few million for him. Do you know what I mean? Like, you look at what Burnley got for Chris Wood, what um, Dan Burns went for, you'd think we could get, you know, at least some money for him. Um, so it just feels a bit of a well, there was a... rumors in the morning saying you know around 20 million pounds, but yeah, yeah, you know, that, that, that's all rumors. <laughs> I would have taken 20 million pounds for it as well, but I know I think, um, I think we were also beg not begging, but I think we were also you know be like, oh, well, if you go, we'll get um Aaron Hinckley in, and but he obviously decided to um, you yes. know, he started starting to say, and we're deciding to not bring anyone else in until the summer, so madness, but yeah. there we are. Um, before we just touch on Leeds, um, because I know we've got an, another podcast next week, and we'll do just plug in that before the Leeds game. Um, just two, because like I say, we're covering January as a total, uh, for players, two uh, extensions, um, and that was Martinez till twenty twenty seven, and Courtney House um till twenty twenty five, which is quite surprising to say he's had a, he had an option for a year, but they've took it past that. So, um, quite quickly, um, what do you think are Martinez renewing and Courtney House? Uh, Martinez is an absolute no-brainer. If anyone says otherwise, then they need their head checked. Uh, Courtney House could have done without the extension, but you know he's a good squad rotational player, and he'll be happy to sit on the bench. So I can see the opposite. Uh, I can see the you know the positive side there. Um, not a player I hold the highest of uh, hope in and also high standards in, but that's my uh, opinion, so that's nice and quick for you. Very quick indeed. Uh, yeah, totally agree. Martinez, no-brainer, world-class keeper, staying for long-term, brilliant news. And Courtney House, kind of ex uh, understand if we're going to sell him in the summer, just so we can get a fee for him. But if he's happy to be number four choice, if we can bring... Um, uh, sorry, because we brought Callum Chambers in. Obviously, I'm going to put him in front of Courtney House now. Um, but it's kind of good that we've got Courtney House, who's a left-footed centre-half, and Callum Chambers, who's a right-footed centre-half. So if we need to cover Mings and Konza, you know, naturally footed-wise, we, we, we're covered. So that is great news. Um, there we go, guys. Thank you for listening to that. But just before we go, just quickly on the Leeds game which is obviously midweek uh what is about just over a week's time um next weekend we're going to be doing a little game uh not completely sure which one we're going to do but something you can all play along with 
Um, so we won't really talk about Leeds on that. So we'll quickly mention it now. Um, I know we did that last week anyways, but again, I've missed it. So quickly touch on it. Um, we haven't really made much signings, but your starting at 11 for Leeds, does it change much? Obviously, since our last game, obviously Chambers has come in. Does he come in for you or do you stick with the same 11 that we played with Everton? Same 11. Same. Uh, Same. I think um, Chambers makes the bench. That's a bit of an you know, obvious one, especially how the likes of uh, Kessler has gone, who features on the bench and... Uh, you know, Bedintz and players like that. Um, I think for, and I think it's the Newcastle game. I think we'll be not fully there, but we'll be near enough everyone back. You know, by that time, I think AFCON's finished. Um, so you should have Trezeguet and Traore back. So by that point, after the Leeds game, we should be fine for, for squad depth. Um, but for the Leeds one, yeah, yeah. I don't see any changes, really. Um, stick with one up front. That one being Watkins. Don't play that wide. And then um, that's fine. Yeah, totally agree with that. I think, like you said, it'd be the Newcastle game might be the one where you might see maybe, you know, a couple of changes or at least the bench having Bailey and Traore on it, possibly. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting, like I say. The one thing that I'm going to say that, touching on the contract extensions just before we go, I'm hoping now the window's closed and a lot of the speculation around Douglas Louise. Um, hopefully, he's either going to sign or be sold this summer. Um, same for Chukamaka, you know, seeing how he stayed. I didn't think he was going to go anyways, but there was a lot of speculation on Louise. Um, so, yeah, hopefully those two get extensions sooner rather than later. Um, thank you guys for listening. Like I say, we didn't really touch on the rumours because we did quite a lot of those through the window with the, you know, the media madness side of the podcast talking about ins, you know, potentials, ins and outs and stuff. So this was just all about fact and fiction, who stayed, who's gone. So thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for sticking with us for the best part of nearly an hour. <laughs> That's gone so fast. Um, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Up the villa.